Listening Dog Media. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the Hot Mess Mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our Hot Mess Mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. It is the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast. I'm Kelly Pegg. And I'm Jenny Powell. And our amazing guest that we have today is the lovely Kate Fulton. Oh, thanks for having me. And she is lovely. I can vouch for that. And I'm a hot mess. I can vouch for that. (laughs) So are we. So you're in right company. Oh, hot mess. The weather recently has been terrible and I've been dreaming about going away with the kids just simply to be able to get away from it. Well, we've teamed up with Hayes Travel to tell you about Royal Caribbean's family sale. Now, Royal Caribbean are going big with families in 2020 and it's never been easier to have an amazing holiday. If you've never been on a cruise, I highly recommend it. I've been lucky enough to be on two and I was bereft at the end of it and never ever wanted to get off the ship. It was so, so good. You have an amazing day in one beautiful destination, go to sleep and by the time you wake up, you're in another and it's just so magical because everything is taken care of for you and when you're a mum I think that's really important when you go on holiday that you're not doing all your normal chores and jobs it's not just the amazing destinations that sell the holiday of course the ships themselves are extraordinary you can sail on the anthem of the seas from Southampton and there's plenty to keep the kids entertained from bumper cars the rock climbing wall and surf simulator I promise you they will never be bored and you can get a bit of your time as well now you can book a holiday on Royal Caribbean's Anthem of the Seas today from Southampton and cruise to destinations like France Spain and Portugal right now you can buy one cruise fare get one 60% off plus save up to £125 off your stateroom and on top of that kids sale from just £99 to find out more about the Royal Caribbean family sale head into your local Hayes travel branch the Hot Mess Mums, Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. Oh, it's so lovely oh. to have you here. I know you and Jenny, obviously, are very, very good, good friends. Very good very friends. Very good friends. We go yeah. back a long way. Could it, not say no to Jen. Oh, I, no. wouldn't, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't want to. I've got no white wine, though. No, because I do a podcast and Jenny's been on my podcast. Yeah, yeah it's kind many of like, times. yeah, and um, I thoroughly enjoyed them. But um, And I keep say, I kept saying to her, you've got to do a podcast. You're yeah. great. She's so good. She's such a good broadcaster. Yeah, she, she won't is. ever say it herself, so I'll no. say it for her. <laughs> She's bloody marvellous. She is. I'm very lucky. And she has an amazing book of, of amazing friends. Contacts, yes. Yeah, contacts. Because she is well-loved and well-liked. Yes. Yeah. And like me, it's been around forever. That's more for the point. <laughs> <laughs> We've been around for ages. We're literally in a television museum somewhere. Oh, no way. You both look incredible, so. Well, you don't spad yourself, girl. Oh, you don't put yourself oh, down. Well, but I what? feel about 100 at the moment. But that's Fine. kids for you, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. But, but I, was, I was saying to Kelly, because obviously Kelly's not met you before, Kate, but I was saying... This woman, I'm in total awe of all the time because I Me? think, yeah, because in the land of showbiz um, and all our friends, we've got like Denise Welsh, etc. We're all a bit fluffy. We all don't do our accounts very well. We're not business women. But I said to Kelly, this girl, this Kate, she, if she wasn't doing this, you know, being in the, the world of entertainment, she could be the CEO of a massive company because you've got a business head on you and you're as bright as. Oh, thanks, Jen. You've got it. And it's unusual to see. Don't oh, that's very kind. In, in our yeah, but I think industry. because before I be, 
before I became a presenter, I had a proper job. Mm. And I think that stays with you. So, yeah. you know, when you're used to the discipline of being in work six days a week, early at your desk, massive responsibility, running a huge team, handling... I mean, I was running a budget of a million pounds for marketing when I was 21 at Smash Hits. Well, That's you were insane. the young... We were saying this... Yeah. We were chatting, So that obviously. makes you grow up mm. very quickly and you have to be business-minded about it. And actually, my move into telly from print was purely a business decision. It was it was literally put to me by a very sassy, savvy producer who wanted me to present a TV show for her and I didn't want to do it. I said, no thanks, I've got my dream job, I'm the editor of Smash Hits, I've got no plans of going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And she said, she sat me down, she said, like, here's the business case for it. Uh, print is, is dwindling and diminishing rapidly. Uh, the bottom's falling out of the industry. You're a journalist, we're about to launch digital television. There's going to be more channels than ever before. You've got no skills in this sector. Come and work on this show. If you agree to present it, I'll let you produce yourself. You can do your own research. You can sit in on the edits. You can learn everything. And then you will be future-proofed to continue working as a journalist, but as a broadcast journalist rather than a print journalist. And I was like, let me look at the figures. Mm -hmm. Let me look at how that's stacked. And she was absolutely right. And I thought, well, there you go then. This this is something I should be doing. Which show was it? It was called Straight Up. And it was on Sunday lunchtimes on ITV up against the EastEnders omnibus. So nobody watched it, which was brilliant. Well, that's great for your learning curve, isn't <laughs> it? Your learning curve. And that's what she said to me. Is I said, I just don't want to be on telly. And she was like, no one's going to watch. Don't worry. It's EastEnders omnibus. And it was me and Nick Knowles. Nick mm-hmm. Knowles was a local reporter then. And then two other presenters who've gone back into production. Um, and ITV were kind of looking for like four new faces for, I guess, kind of, you know, uh, broadcast journalism. And we had to go in every week and find a story, shoot it, set it up, book a guest to be in the studio with us off the back of it and then host it live from the studio. So it was like a massive crash course in telly. And often the best way, though. Oh, totally. In fact, I think not often, always the best way. And and this sounds so wrong to say this, but halfway into our run, eight weeks into our run, we were on a Sunday morning. I was in my my hotel room at the Novotel Southampton uh, with Nick Knowles in the room next door. And I was watching TV and reading my scripts for the next day. And it came on the news that there'd been a terrible road accident, car accident in Paris involving Princess Diana. And we went on air that day after oh. news had, had, had broken that she'd passed away. And after that, I, there was, there, there was to be at the heart of such an, such an awful story, but mm. to be part of that as a, as a team, as a, as a broadcaster, I just thought, right, okay, live TV, yeah, that's that's me, that is. Yeah, I'll do that. there's nothing like it. No, there's and then f- like obviously it. from all of that, there was the X Factor. You yeah. were the the start of that as well, weren't yeah. you? The first presenter on. Yeah, but before oh, that, yeah. I'd done Pop Idol. Yeah, because so, yeah, it sort of, of went from Pop Idol to straight yeah. into X Factor. Yeah. And I got Pop Idol because. I'd worked with Simon Fuller and Simon Cowell when I was the editor of Smash Hits. Mm. So it, all roads lead back. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> One way or another. Hopefully not back do. to Simon Cowell now, though. <laughs> well, not. No. Well, I, if, if, can I watch if I you do? I think he's in a gated community, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> What's it been like, obviously, being female, being in the media industry? Um, have, has there been times where it's difficult? Because Jenny and I were talking earlier about, you know, I personally feel it is harder for women, and I still think it is in lots of ways, but also sometimes when you get to a certain point, you have to look at reinventing yourself as well. I don't think that's just a female thing. I think that's an every person thing now, that that reinvention. There's really interesting research that Lloyds Bank released last year that said, you know, our children will have five careers. Mm. And I, I think actually, 
I'm probably on my third incarnation, maybe even my fourth. <laughs> and I think that's just representative of the fact that we live in a really fast, ever-changing world. I mean, the world, working world I came into no longer exists. Mm. You know, I used to walk it's around so with a pager and a, a fax machine at yeah. home. I mean, you know, the way we communicate, the, well, it's social the technology media. is... Ch- yeah. Well, it's not, it's not just social media. I think it's the dawn of the internet. You know, that changed everything. And it's been brilliantly disruptive, but 100% disruptive. Um, for me, I, I love it. It gives us new ways to work, speed, the ability to work from home. I think as mothers, it offers amazing flexibility. I was it makes wondering. the world a much smaller place. It does. There's, you know, there's, there's so many good sides to the good things that have come out of that um but also yeah I, ai is is eating jobs furiously there's mm. there's no doubt of, there's no doubting that so we you know when I, my son's go my son's at school now as are your kids and you how think, old's ben he's 11 is he like same you as think, Polly, God, you know, what, yeah. what, are, what are we actually educating them for by way of career paths because jobs, we won't we don't know uh, and i'm doing jobs ball. that didn't exist when i started mm, out yeah. in digital so what's he going to be walking into by way of the working world? It's but. very tricky. It's funny. I went into a, a school that, like, for a meeting for a school for Polly, because you're doing... Secondary that, school. Yeah, for secondary school. Um, and I had to sit down with the, the, the deputy head, and I sort of said, I don't really know... I don't know how to pitch things for Polly, because I don't even know what's going to be out there in the future mm. for her as, as a job opportunity. So... I've no idea which way to push her or, you know, which way to encourage her to go because the world's going to be such a different... I mean, it's a different place, like, in a month's time. Yeah. And it's tricky because, I mean, what... what I know, even, like, in our business, there's a new um, streaming platform coming out, and I think it's called Quibi, Quibi, something like that. Mm. And it's got major, major players behind it, like Spielberg's involved and Jeffrey Katzenberg's running it, and it's huge, right? Mm. Massive, massive investment behind it. Everything is 10 minutes. 10-minute films, 10-minute oh. dramas, 10-minute mm. reports, 10 minutes. It's but To be fair, that's the attention span of Pollyanna anyway. I don't know about Ben, <laughs> yeah. but that's about it. That makes complete well, sense but, to me. Yeah, I mean, it seems that it's you know, So of... that's a massive change for us. Mm. But actually, for me, I've been on that digital wave for a while. I got in... I, I guess I'm just really curious. I like to see... You if... do make me laugh. Well, I, I, it was funny because when we did some stuff with you for To Be Seen... Yeah. Denise Welsh and I, I didn't understand. I still don't understand what 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 what's Kate doing again. And I said, Denise, you must know. You've spoken to her clue. I don't know what it is. We'll just go and do it. I've no idea. It's something to do with the internet and the computer. And I'm like, oh my god, she's worse than me. But I love I love the idea. <laughs> but I think we have to find ways to uh, adapt what we do mm. to different ways of distributing it. So there's always going to be, you know, storytellers are as old as the hills. Um, people need somebody to pass on information. Yeah. Like, there is genuinely a need for that. That's, mm. that. that's a human need. And as human beings, we are born with a mouth and the ability to speak because we need to communicate. So that's always going to be there. So actually, what we do is very necessary. But how we do it is ever-changing. And I just love fiddling around with the ever-changing ways in which we work. But I often feel like literally the oldest swinger in a, in a room <laughs> full of tech dudes. Joy the club. Dudettes. Yeah, but I love that you're like this because I'm a bit of an old-fashioned. I mean, mm. when It's we a did... great excuse just to duck out of responsibility. Yeah, I mean, but it's cool that you're on it like that with it because I am petrified of so many things. There's like, nothing to be scared to learn. of. I think, oh, I, how am I going to do this, you mm. know? I can't, it's not the way I've learned this. And all uh, oh, technical things, absolutely. Like, Why are you scared of it, I though? don't know, because I'm not... I never came from that background. And I guess 
You yeah, embrace no, it. Don't. I run away. I mean, even social media, we have to do. I a can't lot even of that. set up a printer, by the way. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I was trying to do that, and I'm, my mum's on her way out. So after I leave here today, my mum's coming up for her birthday. My mum's in her seventies. She is shit hot with technology. <laughs> so you've got it from your mum. Basically, she's that's where she's got it from. It. <laughs> um, I probably, I'm probably a bit more tech savvy than I, I'm, I'm. Oh, how I'm amazing! Though, that your mum's, your mum's right up there with tech. Oh, yeah, she'll have that Wi-Fi printer working. Good girl. Wow. Yeah, she's good like that. She's really Love good it. like that. So it's great for her as well for interaction with Ben, probably because he thinks I've got the oh, coolest gotcha. grandma yeah. in the world yeah, because you, can, you know you can Facetime. She her gets on WhatsApp, it. Her, yeah. She gets it. I mean, it took us a while. Where for a long time we were Facetiming like her earlobe. <laughs> yeah. right nostril yeah. but give but it, mommy, you know, it's called FaceTime oh. for a reason pull back pull mm. back oh, my never Jean does it but we just get the first part of her head yeah. on the iPad brilliant and I'm like I can't see the rest of you lift it up lift yeah. it up <laughs> more coming up from Kate shortly but first let me tell you about this week's sponsor Hayes Travel who want to share the news about the big Royal Caribbean family sale now Royal Caribbean are going big with families in 2020 so if you haven't been on a cruise yet this year is the best time for you to try one one of the ships you can go on is the Allure of the Seas from Barcelona. Oh my word, with this weather as well, I think you just want to get away from it all. This is an amazing opportunity to get away from the rain and the miserable weather and have a wonderful holiday where you get taken care of. You can spend a week sailing around the Mediterranean, visiting destinations like Mallorca, Florence and Rome. How good does that sound? If you're worried about keeping the kids entertained whilst you're sailing, don't. Royal Caribbean ships are incredible. And the allure of the seas is nothing short of extraordinary. It's got an ice rink, swimming pools and a full theatre where you can experience shows like the musical Mamma Mia. And while they're being entertained, you can have a cocktail and have a bit of your time as well away from them. There's a reason the ship has already been named the best large cruise ship, best for entertainment and best individual ship. The food available on board means you will never go hungry or struggle to find something you or the kids like. There is everything. And I've been on two cruises and believe you me, you come back two stone heavier, but two stone happier as well. There's a choice of Italian, Mexican and barbecue options. You can make sure the whole family are happy at mealtimes. You never go hungry. Right now, you can buy one cruise fare Get one 60% off, plus save up to £125 off your stateroom. And not only that, but kids sale from £99. If you're not already sold, go to your local Hayes Travel branch and find out even more about this fantastic family holiday. Our hot mess mums, telling it like it is, Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. But it, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because we're saying about reinvention and you're, you know, the reinvention for you, because you're led through tech and that as well, and you're, you're just a curious person I think totally and I think that's what a journalist should be is yeah. just interested yeah. in people stories situations and if you if you have that, that that interest then I think you'll I don't know I will say to my son if you're interested you'll always be interesting yeah 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 and I really hope that's true because I say it a lot mm. but then I say a lot of things I also say I'm a size 10 totally not true <laughs> <laughs> said I drink a lot oh. really not true <laughs> Well, we know that. The podcast, obviously. White wine, question time. White wine, question time. Yeah. Can't believe... Well, Jenny and I have already had a break. Now we're back on season three. And when Kate arrived today, she went, we haven't had a break yet at all. How many episodes? We do one a week. Wow. So we're coming up to 56. That is amazing. It's brilliant. It's my favourite thing to do. Whenever I've been there, she's glowing. It's it's your dream job, isn't it? I love writing the scripts. I love... 
um, coming up with ideas for combinations of guests. I love the conversations that come out of it. Mm. I love the fact that everything you plan is never what happens, and that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, and I think that actually we've told some brilliant stories that have been really helpful to people. And I know that from the feedback and the, the DMs that I get from listeners. Um, and and it's really reflective of conversations that happen, I think, in every friendship group where, you know, you get together with your mates, you pop open a bottle of wine and you start talking about A and you end up at Z and mm. everything else in between is just, you know, up for grabs. The conversation go here, there and everywhere. One minute you're laughing, the next minute you're, you're crying. Um, and But most importantly, you're kind of propping each other up. Yeah. And it's a conversation where we always keep the ladders down. It's like everybody else can come up and join that conversation. Come on in, you know, come and join us. Oh, I love that. And you've had James Martin, who's one of my favourites. Uh, he was a, so interesting God, and phenomenal. I'd love him to cook me a pudding. I just adore <laughs> him. I do. Got the hearts for him. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't mind that he's a bit roly-poly because he can He's cross. not roly-poly. You know, well, well, he's, you know, he likes he's his not. food. He loves his butter. That's what my nana always says. Oh, he loves his butter, James Martin. <laughs> Too much butter. He's a phenomenal chef. Yeah, I just think. But super mm. interesting as a person is um, we, I went and interviewed him on his yacht, his boat. Yeah, and doing it, all right then? I yeah. know, he's doing very well. He's, he sold 20, 20, he's authored 20 best-selling cookbooks. Right, yeah. wow. He knows his stuff. He yeah. runs restaurants and hotels and he's just... But actually his passions extend way beyond the kitchen, even though he's a workaholic. So he loves sailing and, mm. and flying. So he has a plane and a boat. And, um, See, he's got interest, which makes him interesting. Yeah, and he's passionate. And, yeah. and I, okay, I, I said to him on the podcast, I always come away from you feeling like I'm high on you mm. because you're so... <sighs> He's intoxicating in his in his passion. Not in, on top of him. On no, high on no. Him. Well, when you said you're high on yeah. him, I was like, "What do you no, mean? Because you're like yeah, high yeah, on him." Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I think yeah. he's got that charisma, though. I mean, I haven't met him like you have. But I've Am seen I him in the kind of like the James Martin fan club room or something? Well, I mean, oh, he's I all right. Well, I do love him. Yeah, yeah. he's great. Yeah. And I was very honoured because he hasn't done a sit down interview no. in like fifteen years. No, he's quite mm. bright. Obviously, he does his shows, but I was going to say, does he do a lot of that stuff? Yeah, But you see, you got him because you know. I think that you know. You mentioned your name. And I think people are, mm. you know, you're, you're like the. Well, quit. I did make him say yes on TV. Oh, Couldn't did really you? Yeah. You forced him. <laughs> you forced him. It's there not. was me about to do this amazing rant about, you know, you're the queen of TV and showbiz, and then you go and pee on my cornflakes. Sorry, babe. Sorry, yeah. darling. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even answered your first question, which is about being a woman and has it ever been hard? Oh mm. yeah, I'm really interested in that. We have different takes, and Jenny and I have good old gossips about this. I mean, I'm obviously not TV. I'm radio, but I. I always find, I don't know, I think sometimes we think we've come so far and then things happen or there's a story and I think, oh my God, no we haven't. Like, what mm. is going on? And obviously you've done so much different stuff um, mm. in television. Uh, you know, I just wondered whether you'd ever came up against difficult times or because of your gender, because age, of my gender. anything like that, having a mm. child. Well, actually my age became sort of my, my thing when I started out, youngest ever editor of Smash yeah. Hits, you know, that that it became kind of a calling card. So actually my, my age or lack of it at that time kind of worked in my favor weirdly mm. when it shouldn't have. And I have to say, uh, I mean, yeah, I've absolutely seen um, a lack of equality in the workplace, but my first job was offered to me by a woman. Under her, I worked for only women. I mean, I've had male bosses as well, don't get me wrong. The woman who gave me my big, big break on ITV, um, 
Claudia Rosencrantz took a punt on me. So actually a lot of my big opportunities have been um, at the hands of other brilliant women. Mm. That's so, so good though, isn't it? And it's only when I moved, like when I started to run my own business for a while and I was trying to work in, in the finance sector raising money that I realised how brilliantly progressive the creative industries are in terms of patriarchy compared to maybe the world of finance. Yeah. Um, where actually... I mean, sometimes there were, there were men, certainly from the sort of Middle East, that wouldn't even look at me. Mm. Wow. Wouldn't entertain oh listening to a woman in business. And I found that infuriating. Yeah, I would have. And then just to top I it actually all, told, I actually told one bunch I didn't want their fucking money, thank you. <laughs> Good girl. Good girl. Yeah, yeah too right. Yeah. Oh, you won't make eye contact with me. Why am I going to take investment from you? Oh. And why are you going to trust me to grow that investment into something that is returnable? if you can't even show me the same decency that I'm showing you, which is eye contact and conversation and respect. And then it makes you wonder why they were interested in the first place. Yeah. You know, but I think uh, to top it all, you, you go through all those processes. I mean, because I, th- I was a game show hostess, so I had no chance at one, but I came from being a presenter. But I was, I was thinking, you know, but to you go back to those days. Can show you imagine? Where they went, and we're going to have this. And she's know, not going to speak. She's not going to speak. She's, she's going to look there, pretty she'll for look you. amazing. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'll discuss the, 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 the length of her dress, the shorter, the better. That happened, you know. And Did it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When I look back, gosh. But, um, you yeah, know, I mean, was, that, that was they, the norm. That was, was all, the norm. And that's it. Always, it is the norm. And you're in the middle of it at the time. You just kind of go with it, don't you? Well, yeah. You don't know any different. Back in the day, there was no different. And, you know, you just took what you Right, I mean, I used to spend far too long having conversations and meetings on big shows like The X Factor about what I was wearing. What you were wearing, exactly. And I remember saying to the execs once, do you have this conversation with Anton Deck? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Do you do mood boards about their suits? Do they have to justify their choices of clothing? Yeah. And then to have sort of discussions about, oh, she's pregnant. Now, back in the day when, you know, the early 90s, um, well, late 90s, to then be discussed um, about, well, can she be on a show with a bump? Did you? Because there were pregnant women weren't really on the TV. That you know, yeah, Did I had you? that. Yeah, there were discussions definitely, and I was wondering if it was the same for you because no. I mean, I did have loose women where I was really, really pregnant, but it was you know, and and that was fine because it was you know, it was a female orientated sort of show, and the demographic was right. But for the weird of fortune, there were huge discussions because I was pregnant. And like in America, it was a no-no. You're joking. Mm. No, I never had that. Intro- no, I was no. just intrigued whether you did. I got did. a fruit basket when I announced I was pregnant. Right, and everybody okay. seemed quite happy for me. And it didn't seem to be... What were you doing at the particular time when you were... I was doing... Gosh, I was doing a whole manner of stuff. The first thing I did after I had a baby was a new Saturday night show for BBC One. Mm. Um, so that didn't, you know... And it was literally 10 weeks after I'd given birth. I went back for it and did it just a couple of days on, on set. Right. Um... But that didn't seem to be a problem. They let me bring my son in with me. So that felt very welcoming and warm. Mm. Um, I I worked all through my pregnancy uh, up until about seven months. But I had a tricky pregnancy. So at seven months, he was already kicking and fighting his way out. And he was prem. So I stopped working at seven months purely because, um, I mean, when I say working, being on camera. Yeah. Mm. I did big ITV specials. I did some Christmas stuff for them. Um yeah, I don't. I don't think it, I don't remember it being no. a problem. And when I came, one of the first big shows I did back after I had them, I 
I'd I'd said I'd love the idea of this show. It was called Hello Goodbye, and it it was we only did one series of it, um, but it was the stories of the arrivals and departures hall at Heathrow, mm. and it was wonderful. It was just so beautiful. Just it was that love actually it's, sort of moment, that, that, exactly, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, and they were amazing at working the schedule around around you. me and my need to see my son at least once right. a day. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, and for a, a considerable amount of time. So I would shoot from lunchtime into the evening um, and then spend the morning at home with my son. And then I'd stay in the hotel overnight at Heathrow and I would start filming again as the first flights came in at 5 a.m. and break up from, from, from the wrap at one o'clock and still be home to have the rest of the day with him. Mm. And they, they facilitated that um, and that That's was, so that was lo- Sky. Lovely. So actually my experiences, but then, you know, I'm, not many people are in a position to be able to shape their working hours no. in that way. I mean, way. it's very different for lots of people. And I think it's interesting you mentioned America because there was the athlete who was um, uh, signed a big contract with Nike and then she fell pregnant and they dropped her. Mm-hmm. So she, she took legal action successfully right. as well. So there definitely is that there. Mm-hmm. But it's also good to hear that you had such good experiences as yeah. well. So I think that's so But I important. think you need, you know, I mean, listen... Uh, it's not like I work as you know when you're when you're the only host of the show and if they want you to do it and you say I'll do it but only if I can do these hours Mm. you're kind of in a really blessed position to be having that conversation that's not an everyday Mm. scenario for many millions of women and I totally get and understand that but hopefully by doing that I'm demonstrating that it can be done yeah yeah. the job still got done and everybody was okay yeah (laughs) and the bottom didn't fall out of the working world yeah Mm. so you know, sometimes it's it's not about what you can do for others. It's just kind of leading, hopefully, by some sort of example. Yeah, and it's refreshing to hear, I think, as well. But you equally, know. you know, I know from working in telly, I've got lots of friends that are female executives, like executive editors or executive producers, rather. And they find it really hard to make that work with your with the young family because you are expected to be first in, last out. Seven, and those 20, hours yeah. are... I mean, they just shred you. Mm, yeah. <laughs> they really do. So I really hope it's changing. I don't think there's any reason why we need to be treated like we're poorly or something no. when we're pregnant, mm. as long as as long as we're fit, yeah. well and able. I think it's really hard. I think it, it's one of these things, isn't it? If you work full time, people go, oh, are they in nursery? Are you always at work? Oh, if you're at home with them, are you a stay-at-home mum? <laughs> I've had both. I've done both. Um, with my children, with my daughter, uh, when she was two, I took a job doing breakfast radio, so I was up every morning at half three, and she went into full-time nursery. With my son, I've been at home with him the whole time. I do the podcast, which is great, um, and works around what I do with him, um, but that's it, really. And I've had both, and, and seen different people's reactions to everything. Oh, he's so clingy because you're with him all the time, yet when I have my daughter, do you not miss her? It's, really? it's work. Yeah, I've had both. And I think, do you know what? Sometimes you can't win. But actually, why do we give it labels? Because every woman why works Why do you care anyway. what other people think? Well, because no. I'm a people pleaser. And I'm she trying is. to get out of my own style. You don't, you've you got don't to work. You work. You work out what's right for you, you and your family. You out and that's that. And it's what suits we were saying you. Who, I mean, I'm not being funny, but who has the audacity to come up and challenge you and say, oh, does that work? Are you, are you feeling all right oh. about your choices? I'd, it I'd, spins I find that really head, rude. doesn't it, when people say things? Well, it has done with me in the past. I think as you I'm getting older... You find what works for you. I mean, yeah. I'm unapologetic about the fact that, A, I need to work, mm. um, and B, I actually mentally need to work. For, yeah. for me, I'm, I would be no... 
I wouldn't be happy no, just being a stay-at-home mum. Yeah. That's not to negate or take away no, not at all from anybody are. that's chosen to do that. Mm. Equally, I couldn't have found um, a happy balance if I'd worked full time when he was younger so I worked part time and I you know and I I called my own hours to the best of my ability to work around him and only now that he's at secondary school this year do I feel like I've returned to what feels like a more full time working life because he's not in from school till five, so my hour, my day is yeah, extended. Yeah, your day is You know, I drop him at his school bus stop at seven in the morning, so nice. I've got a long day now where mm. I can work. And you make it work. For and you, I have made you? it work, and I've never had childcare, never had a nanny or anybody help in that respect. He went to nursery. I thought it was really good for his social uh, interactions, mm. um, and I found a way to kind of busk busk my way through it. But that's my call, my choice, you know, and that's what worked for me. And I would never judge anybody else for the way they feel. That's it. I think it's the judgment, you know, you can't take that that judgment on board. You know, set your stall out. Yeah. If somebody it's came up and you challenged you in that way, I honestly would question whether or not you wanted to have another conversation with them. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see what, would you see what's happening I here, need to I know, I know. Well, I am a people pleaser, yeah. though. I, do, I mean, I'm getting better at but, it because But the I'm person you need to please back. most is yourself. Yeah, I know. Because so if you're true. not happy, the nothing's working. Yeah, it will. It's so and, true. You know, and um, don't lose uh, no. sleep over it. And it doesn't matter, does it, what people, other people no, think? No, no. You are losing sleep, though, aren't you? Yeah, big and I just, yeah. I don't know whether Kate can relate. Well, I Kate read, can relate. There's another podcast. Relate with Kate. I read a little interview with you where you said that your son, Ben, was a bad sleeper when he was little. And it was Terrible. exhausting. Three years. Yeah. Oh, God, well, he's just turned two. I mean, he's feral. And I'm not sure how long <laughs> we can hold on to him before, you know, we call in a super nanny or something. But what was it like? How did you deal with it? Well, I, mean, I didn't know any different. And he's my, my only child. So um, he was born prematurely. So he had, he had reflux, severe reflux, which means that normally when you, you you know trying to sleep train a baby, you can let them cry out. I could never do that with Ben because he would cry himself to hysteria and then vomit. And then there was always the fear that he would choke on his own vomit because he's got reflux, um, which, you know, for the first year of his life, he had to be medicated with every feed with renatidine and Gaviscon. Um, so there was, I knew there was never going to be sleep until he got into solids. And even when he got into solids, there was still no sleep. And then I cracked it the night before we flew off. Um, so my mum and dad came with me to the Arctic for a six week shoot for a show that I was hosting called 71 Degrees North. And we were traveling across the Arctic in a minibus as a family while I hosted this show because I couldn't leave him. Mm. And I couldn't leave, I couldn't not have somebody to care for him. So my parents, bless them, oh, took the Arctic with him for six weeks. Wow. And the night before we flew, slept through and we were all like hallelujah so oh my god this is amazing we've cracked it in time for the arctic this is gonna be great is there a but no there was a one-off total anomaly god and i and i don't think he really settled and slept through until he was three Mm. at the time it felt like like a living hell and now it does doesn't it and now i it's just a part of the process yeah Yeah. you look back and laugh i mean and convince yourself that it was okay because you're not in it anymore don't get me wrong i don't know whether it strips your ability to be reasonable humorous rational um sociable i mean like you you deprive somebody of sleep for that long they change so that you know you are you become a different person yeah i think you get really aware as well especially being a people pleaser thinking i shouted there and then you punish yourself or cry you know you've got to think there's a reason for that Mm. and that everybody around you how often is he getting up 
He is. Um, he didn't go to bed, does he? Wait, well, he goes to. <laughs> he goes down at seven. It's not quite that bad yet, but and then he either he'll get up at midnight oh, and just it. be whizzing oh. for a few hours and we have problems with him or what he'll do is go down at seven but he'll wake kind of half three four a.m and that's him Dumb. and then sometimes oh. he gets so wound oh, up oh my god that he won't take his his lunchtime nap and that's when it gets hard because then I can't nap. You haven't got your time. And then time. I get really grumpy. Mm. Have you tried to get um, anybody in to help you? Oh, Jenny was saying that I, I think should maybe so. look I think at you someone. Should. I've got my in-laws staying at the minute who are amazing and they've come up to kind of give me a break so in the day I can go back to bed if I need to. But that's not fixing the problem, is it? No. And that's why we're in London doing my 55 hus- podcasts yeah. until the end of we're, uh, we're July. We're staying here. sleep. Yes. <laughs> we've book, we've, I've booked a hotel. I'm not going home. No one knows that yet. <laughs> but. My God, but I do. So I think uh, that's the other thing. I think that you have to realise uh, that it's okay to accept help. And oh my to look God, for yeah. It. And there's yeah. so much out there, and it's not like back in the day. You know, when I look at uh, maybe our parents, how it was like it was a struggle, possibly, but you, you kind of were on your own a lot more. There's a lot more help, and they didn't talk and about it either. It's, no. Now we do, don't oh, we? We say it's got, shit sometimes. Mm. It is shit. It's wonderful, but shit. You know, and it's hard. You know, it's hard when you're when you're trying to keep so many plates spinning and yeah. you're sleep deprived definitely I mean is, is, is there any medical like with Ben yeah I think he's the just reflux got, uh, well I couldn't a... leave him to cry out because of the reflux yeah. so I didn't have that kind of otherwise I would have I would have done the tough love mm. yeah I really we, would have we had to do that quite early on with him and it was our health visitor that got us on that um and that worked for quite a while it's just since he's hit two he started to but go everything's back to a it. phase. Everything's yeah. a phase. I know. Everyone says that and you think, how long is a phase? Well, but you don't know how but, long it is. But when <laughs> you don't know and you're exhausted, it's tricky, isn't it? But yeah. I, 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 would, I would certainly look into it and see Sleep what's Sleep training, there. definitely. Yeah. Just, even if it's just to just to reset his hard drive. Mm. Yeah. Because that's all it is. And it becomes a learned behaviour. So for my son, he just became used to waking in the night. So, and I would not give him milk. Would not give him milk. It was like, you can have water. That's it. Water. I'm not fit. Once he got past the, the, you know, the age of having um, a dream feed and a yeah. night feed, it's like, if you don't need this milk, you're just, you're just waste, waking up because you want this, not because you need this. Mm. Yeah. And I thought that would crack it. And it kind of did. And it kind of didn't. But I certainly, I thought, right, you don't need this. I'm not overfeeding you. Um, so you, yeah. I mean, get 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 some professional advice because yeah. you must feel like you're hanging. I do some days, and that's the worst thing. If you feel hungover but you've not been out and enjoyed yourself, that's really shit. It's <laughs> like being jet lagged <laughs> without around. the holiday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, crap. Yeah, yeah. But could you see how Kate here? I mean, because you did a counselling course, didn't you? Yeah. Can you oh, tell? Yes, I can. I can. Yeah. Can you? But yeah. you're very good you as well. Yeah. You're, she's brilliant. Yeah, you when are. She listens like, and she's really You're caring. naturally like that, Jen. Yeah, you are. Yeah, when Ben went back to school, I went back to school. Mm. And I love oh. that about you as well. I think I was, that's a... I wanted to see if I could learn something. Did you lo- Did you enjoy it? I loved it. Did two years. Wow. And One what day you've taken away from it is... Yeah, and it's changed the way that I... It's changed everything, actually, because when you go and train to become a counsellor, so when I... I had counselling, talking therapies at two points in my life. When I was a teenager and I had eating disorders and it, it, it literally saved my life. And then when I split up with Ben's dad, um, I think I'd exhausted um, every, every conversation I could possibly have with my friends. And I just thought, I need to sort my head out and, and I need to come to terms with this and, and find a way forward. Um, I was so gutted that my family hadn't worked out I was grieving for what mm. could have been what should have been in my head yeah. you know um, Ben was conceived when 
we would you know we were planning a wedding and we were going to spend the rest of our lives together he was wanted he was planned and then when that all falls apart you're devastated and I needed to go and make some sense of that and and counseling really did that for me and it really it really helped me to come to terms with my decision to become a single parent and enforce that I made the right decision which I stand by to this day mm-hmm. um and Ben has a great relationship with his dad. We would not, he would not be the child that he is now had we stayed together. Um, he wouldn't have grown up in a calm, happy home. Yeah. Um, and I think we would have ended up, you know, just destroying each other, actually, he and me and his father. So it was the right thing to do. But once I'd got my head straight from that, I just thought, wow, this is thing I really, I really want to pay forward. And it's like an extension of interviewing people and being a journalist and being mm, interested it in so people. Is. It's so yeah. is. It feels just like an educated version of that. Doesn't it? And I never went to uni. I went to, to journalism college. And, and I just thought, I just want to see if I've got the ability to learn something. Coming out of the fog of three years of never sleeping. And <laughs> yeah. Just thinking, is there anything in there yeah. apart from... That's it, because you, you just feel like a mum, don't you? You yeah. want, you need something else. Yeah. It's time to reinvent yourself mm-hmm. sometimes so, when they get to a certain yeah, stage. And, and so I qualified after two years. But during wow. those two years, I had to go into therapy every week. Because that's part of the training. Right. And it's really interesting to go into therapy when you don't have a problem. Because mm. that's where you do your best learning. Oh. And actually, that's changed so much about the way that I respond to things. It's definitely my reactions. I'm a far more considered person now. I was such a hothead. And it's, and I don't do anger. I've, I can't remember the, can't remember the last time I got really, really angry. And I used to be very angry. Very tired <laughs> and very pissed off uh, that you know that my life hadn't worked out as in the way that I've, I really wanted it to. Um, and you just sometimes have to make peace with the fact that you're trying to put a square peg into a round hole. It's not yeah. going to work. I love that advice so much, you know, because I think it's so true that we all plan something out in our head, whether it's a marriage, a relationship, yeah. or a career, or yeah. something. And when it derails and it doesn't go the way we'd hoped as individuals, it is really hard sometimes to accept that yeah. and come to terms with it. And I love the yeah. fact the way you talk about you think, it. You, you just know. need to think about it like Waze. Do you ever use Waze as your navigation in your car? No. Waze is brilliant. It will always find you a better route to where you need to get to by taking you off route yeah. and cutting out all the crap and the traffic. And then all and off that, on that off route, there might be something that you notice exactly. on the side of the road that is really beneficial and changed life that was meant for you. Yeah. Oh, and and, so and actually, I see that. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it doesn't matter sometimes how you get to where you think you need to go. Um, it, it, you just enjoy the ride and see where it takes you. And somebody, somebody asked me recently, what's my life plan? Like, what's my life? And I was like, I don't have one. That is so, somebody asked me last week and said, what are your goals? I said, if anyone else says to me, what are my goals and where am I going? I said, I'm quite happy in the space I'm at. I said, but I haven't got specific things set out. I've got a rough idea of what I quite like, but I do not set my goals. Yeah. Because I, life has taught me that yeah. while you're busy making plans, life happens elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. And, and actually... Embracing it, the moment and what's going on will take you somewhere mm. anyway. And, and it will you make you... miss it, do you, either? No, no. You don't have that anguish because it's that anguish that I think a lot of people mm. are so chewed up and distracted with um, that they're missing out on a lot of opportunities and a lot of happiness that there's right there if only they had the, the mind space for yeah. it. You know, and this person was really shocked when I said that. Yeah, they were like, but you, you well, you're so organised. Yes. and you're so. I was like, there's a difference between being organised with your work 
and having goals in your life. I'm really happy with where I am. I've got a lovely, you know, I'm really happy with, mm. with, with where life's at. And if I can carry on just doing more of this, is it wrong to just be okay with where you are or is that not the ultimate in right? I just think it's it's all right to be happy with where yeah, you are. So true. And my the only things on my list are like I want to go to different countries and travel and yeah. taste things and experience things. But we're all we're going to do that. We're, we're going to do yeah. it in about 10, 15 well, years' time, we and we're going to sell the houses, sell the houses, move in sell, together, yeah. sell yeah, the bits and bobs, sell your jewelry, both. I would love that. And then we'll just get in a little van <laughs> and we'll be off. Is exactly. and Kate's road trip? No, no. This is like commune style living. All the women are coming. Oh, oh yeah. We're gonna, everyone's going to sell yeah. their houses. So we're going to have a massive pu- melting pot. <laughs> of cash and we're just going to buy a big old place it's going to be like the ultimate souped up old people's home I love it like those places in Florida better Better. yeah miles better (laughs) than that much cooler much cooler yeah and it's not going to be here it's going to be somewhere hot yeah and there'll be a bit of eye candy wafting about oh yeah it's got to be cocktails eye candy and cocktails Right, ladies, we're going to have to wrap this up. I know. We must mention your jewellery range. We'd like yes. to mention that because you're oh, doing yeah, so thanks. well with yeah. that. So Thank let's you. give it a little plug. Um, yes, it's um, available um, depending on when this goes out and next. Um, and uh, it's, it's with a company I've collaborated with called BB. So it's KT for BB. Uh, you can find us on QVC and it's affordable jewellery that I hope is super stylish. It's yeah. fab. It's fab. Even my Connie likes it, and she's nineteen and very oh, fussy. I'm very yeah. Honest. She's walking around uh, university with these rather lovely jingly jangly earrings. <laughs> she's on got it. the she's lightning bolts. Yeah. How did you guess the lightning bolts? Lightning they bolts. go good. Yeah, well, I sent, I sent you some pieces. You did, I was yeah. like, just take what you need first before you give it to the girls. And then of course Connie, <laughs> boom, lightning In. bolts are gone. Locust oh, storm. Girls. Yeah. yeah, magpie. Um, so yeah, the, the jewelry's out and it's doing it's doing really really well. So I'm thrilled. It's really nice. Again, you know, a total. Something that I'd never planned that, that landed in my path. I rolled my sleeves up and thought, I really like the idea of this. Let's see what happens. And what's happened is I'm working with an amazing team, of, a small team, but an amazing team of women. Um, we've, we've, we've brought this to market. We're in Next now. We're being stocked in sites like Silk Fred. We're in boutiques up and down the country. Wow. And we are uh, one of the big jewellery brands on QVC. And it's been it's been so exciting. You've never seen anybody more giddy than me. <laughs> and it on air like, at QVC when we sell out. I'm like, you're joking. We <laughs> sold out. Brilliant. <laughs> and it wasn't even on her to do oh, list. I love it. Yeah. There Don't you go. have a plan. Oh. Just see what. And, and God, so get, many strings to your bow. It's yeah. really inspiring. I'm literally a harp. I, lo- I love it though. Or a shit ukulele. On that note, thank you so much for being Thanks, Kate. It's been lovely. Good luck with you. the rest of the run, girls. Thank yeah. you. Yes, and yours as well. White wine question time. Yes, available uh, where you get all of your podcasts. Yay. Do come and listen, especially to the, the uh, back uh, back episodes with Jenny. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Kate. Thanks, girls. You're just a star. I'm in awe. Oh, usual. No. I am. Kelly Peg, Jenny Powell, Hot Mess Mums. Thanks again. Again, to Hayes Travel for sponsoring this episode of the Hot Mess Mums Club. And don't forget, the Royal Caribbean Family Sale has now started. You can take the kids on holiday, they will never forget, and get away from this bad weather, have a wonderful time, and get a bit of relaxation in for you as well. One of the cruises that we haven't yet spoken about is the perfect day at Coco Cay. Now, this is a cruise from Fort Lauderdale in Florida. Wow to the Royal Caribbean's own island, Coco Cay in the Bahamas. Now I've done something similar to this, not recently, uh, because I've got a two year old, but before I had him, I did a cruise, was really lucky, and we did one of the sails to the private islands. It was 
the best day of my life next to getting married and having the kids. It was just incredible. I couldn't recommend it enough. And Florida is such a special place to a fly to, spend time in and then get on a cruise there. It would just be the holiday of dreams. This island has its own beaches, water parks and restaurants, so plenty to make sure your day is completely unforgettable. Not only that, but your kids will have the memory of an incredible family holiday that includes a day on a private island in the Bahamas. Really, really special. Go to your local Hayes Travel Branch right now to take advantage of this amazing offer. Buy one cruise fare, get one 60% off, plus save up to £125 on your stateroom and kids sale from just 99 pounds. I'm off to book one myself.